My name's Chris. And I'm Christy. Because there was a choir at the beginning of MasterChef tonight. There was. You're right, there was. We should have just brought that in. We needed one at the start of, of course, the Washing Up podcast. Exactly. Which is what we are. So we're through semifinals. Ah! We're through the semifinals. Does anyone have any nails left? um, I'm sure somebody does. I want to know if they have a defibrillator on the gantry. (laughs) It sounds like my heart stops. I'm thinking I think everyone's Well, the good news, Well, the good news was that Ray was up there and as a doctor. He's sorted. Yeah, again, Ray could take care of it. So- and technically, if everyone has a hand on the metal railing, you don't need one zap to get everyone going again. <laughs> as long as they were still clinging onto the metal railing as they died. Yeah. So, so what we what they had tonight was they got right down to business. How how down to business did they get? Well, well, first of all, they did a very brief moment of showing everyone's backstories and showing them all. By the way, they weren't in the house. I'm assuming that once everyone else left. They, the lease on the on the house was kind of passed in, and, <laughs> they, and they were just staying at like service departments alongside the Yarra. Um, but I guess as well, right? They had probably had to put up everyone else who's come back, and you can't. They've all got the, the house. house. They've so. all got the house. So the contestants <laughs> got you know service departments on the Yarra, and um, Ben with a beautiful sort of scarfy cravat. It wasn't quite a cravat; it was a scarf. Yeah. But you know, looking awfully European, looking very European, which looking was good. like an espresso ad, really. <laughs> which was good because I don't think we've heard Ben. We've heard Ben talk about Dutch heritage a lot, but not in one condensed space as much as we did tonight. No, and not seeing his Omar. I'm pretty sure uh, it's the first time we've seen her. No, well, well, he mentioned her before with the speculars. No, he mentioned her, but didn't show her. No, no, it's, tonight was really overloading that. Um, and then they had them all sort of sitting around around the house, looking pensive, and all going through their backstories. Then Diana, you know, practicing with some finger lime. Yes, she was. Um, and Carly was sitting cross-legged, probably reading some Mandarin text. And <laughs> I, I finally got the link, by the way, too, to her heritage. She cooked mandarins for her dessert. Oh, get it, get it, because the family grew up around either either speaking Mandarin, either speaking Mandarin, or or maybe with just Mandarin trees in the backyard. We had that. Yes, you're you're essentially her cousin. We are exactly the same in every single way. You're, you're the Chinese um, people of the Southwest. We are indeed. Of so where we live. We of wherever we say. live, we do not say. <laughs> Sydney, we're open for business. Um, unless you get past about midnight and it's locked out. Moving oh. on. <laughs> so my problem with the opening was they were so keen. Choir. No, no, oh. no, no, no. They were so keen to get to the cooking. Yeah. I saw a brief, very brief, distant glimpse of handlebars, and then I saw no Vespa. Little tease. And then they they walked right past the Vespa. The cameraman, I think, was probably backing into the Vespa at one point. (laughs) But we got zero Vespa. Now, what I do like to point out, however, is if you looked at the photo that Ben put up on his Instagram um, to promote the idea of tonight's semi-final, the photo of the three of them, the Vespa is directly next to them. It's like yep. the Vesper is the fourth contestant just lurking in the corner of the shot. It's a great photo. Is it like a, also an homage to Trent? Because, you know, like like Trent would have been on the other side balancing out the photo. Trent was probably behind the Vesper. Exactly. Sorry, He's ninjaing. Sticking his head up. So basically the challenge tonight was you get to prepare your own menu. Two courses. Two courses for 20 guests. You've got four hours to do it in. Have at it. That was it. Um, do it. So... As we said, Ben decided that he was going to go very Dutch today. Mm-hmm. Um, no clogs. No, no clogs. No windmills. It was, it, he, but there he, were tulip bulbs. He did. He did talk about the land of clogs and dikes. Um, 
What? It's the Oxford Street. No, oh. no, 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 the land of clogs and dikes. And as Julie McCrossan once famously said, how do you clog a dike? With your finger. So, <laughs> a dike, it's a wall with water and you put your finger in the stuff. What are you thinking? Nothing, nothing, nothing Giggling. I didn't do in my early 20s. Is Lower, flooding, is lower Town flooding funny to you? Disappointed. Anyway, moving on. So the, he decided to go with Dutch spices. Um, as our, my, my, my colleague in podcasting, Thomas, pointed out, does every country have their own spices? Um, yes. Are there specific Dutch spices? Yeah, specific- you, like, you go to Southeast Asia and it's like chilies and um. Yeah, but it, does, every, does every country stuff. just have their own one that is just called that country spice? Yeah, no, no, because then you go to like say um, to um, America and you've got all the Cajun flavours, you know, like a fusion. What's New Zealand spice? Sheep. Um, <laughs> but then you get to England. And I thought it was going to be like, I thought got, it was gonna be like grounded up rations. Yeah, but you then get to England and you get ginger Sporty sadness. <laughs> no baby. I know. <laughs> Scary. I knew you were going with that. Don't try to rally me to New Zealand and make me have to do a shitty New Zealand joke because I'm trying to get to my my my, rash, my rations joke was far better. <laughs> the idea of ground up rations is being like New Zealand. <laughs> I'm just coding it for the fryer, bro. Um, <laughs> Let's go shrimping. Put on your. <laughs> Anyway, so pumpkin and Dutch spices are the flavours that he was going for. This was his dessert. So he starts with his dessert. And at one point he had the ice cream explode sort of everywhere. (laughs) It was that pressurised in the kitchen. Boom. And I mean, he was cooking like my mum. That's how I would cook if I want a MasterChef. Everything just be explosions. Yeah, but that's all you do. You wouldn't worry about planning everything up. (laughs) It's exploded everywhere. What are you going to do? It's like Willy Wonka. Lick the wall. The snozberries taste like snozberries. They wouldn't need the MasterChef logo exploding at the end of the ad break. It would just be whatever I was cooking. Christy, can you manage to get it? Oh, gotcha. Boom. <laughs> um, so, he, I mean, he had three churners going at once. He meant business. Yeah. Uh, his ice cream. Not his record. He had no. what, six at one point. His ice cream exploded all over him, and there were a couple of, I'm not going to name you, ladies. Kira, Courtney. I'm not going to name you. That That's just names that happen to come out. They could she be could, called Kira oh, and damn, Courtney. damn, my shirt's who, dirty. Who, I better yeah. take this off. Yeah, you know, it was, it was very much like, they're like Ben's going to take his shirt off. Yeah. He's so good to take his shirt off now. That's it. Where are the abs? Where are the abs? We want the abs. See, um, I think he's saving it for his zoo weekly spread. I presume that's what happens to all masters. What, in the booty bank? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ben's in the booty bank. Poor old Mr. Bullsack. With the tattoo of Richard Marsland's face on his... Anyway, um, Diana, short ribs, and they... Oh, my God, they look so good. Soy, oyster, and brown sugar, and the marinade, it just looked incredible. We're going to have a talk on this. What, obvious... cannot that woman cook? She's like Wonder Woman. We're going to have a talk a bit later on about... about... We're going to have a talk a bit later on about the preview for the grand final. And, yes. And we're going to discuss Diana in far more detail than anyone on MasterChef has ever bothered to before, so we'll come back to that. Mm-hmm. Um, Ben was lacking a little bit of organisation at this point in time. He was very behind. He was frantic. He was panicked. He was galetting and giving us all fucking heart attacks. Like, I'm going to galette these potato- oh, potatoes. Pumpkins. It's only going to take me half an hour. Shut in and Shut in comes back half an hour later. He's like, Ben, you're going to have that done by now. And Ben's like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> and that was one of the other things I actually genuinely liked about this episode because everyone else has sort of got a a persona when they talk to the contestants and you sort of expect it. Like there were moments in this episode, we'll get to it in a minute with, with um, Carly in particular, where you know what Gary or George would do and you know what Matt Preston would do. Shannon Bennett. 
is authentic. I genuinely appreciated what Shannon Bennett yep. did tonight. And again, when we get to Carly, we'll do it a bit more in depth. But I thought that the way that Shannon Bennett handled that kitchen tonight was superb. I yep. really did. Um, there was no coddling, but there was no. He wasn't being harsh for the sake of being harsh. He was bang on what he needed to be. Um, now then, Carly decides that she's doing crayfish as her protein. <laughs> Go on, get it out of your system. It's one of the things I won't miss about MasterChef mm. when it when it finally wraps up tomorrow night. Yeah. Nobody. Nobody walks around and spends all of their time talking about their protein unless they are actually somebody who spends most of their time in a gym or focused on weight loss, weight gain, weight, whatever that might possibly be. Or my year Mad nine, gains for days. Yeah. Or my year nine science class. Or year nine science class, yeah. We were learning about proteins and the teacher accidentally said protein instead of protein. So that song, I've Got the Power, was also out. So the the kids in class and the clowns came up with, I got the protein. So every time I hear protein, that's what jumps so in my head. So now that you said protein, I'm hearing poutine, and I'm now thinking about cheesy curd chips from Canada. Mm, so you can get those in Sydney? You can. I didn't go very well last time I tried it. Oh, that's a shame. Lord of the Fries didn't, didn't go very well. And again, that was when we were visiting Sydney, obviously. We don't tell them where we live. No. Um, but back at the ranch. Back at the master Back at the chef. ranch. Um, then we had a, the moment where Diana nearly had a problem, where she nearly overboiled the stove. I look away for a moment and it starts <sighs> to bubble. But then she turned around and saved it. Um, yep. Well, she had everyone in the gantry going, you milk, Diana. It's boiling over, Diana. As, everyone ref- as, as Lisa Romano referred to it on Twitter, there have been a volcano. Yes. I mean, I tweeted out tonight that I'd, like, when I finally have a baby, I'd really like the gantry to be there because they're really good support. Like, you just say, push, keep pushing. You know what? Knowing knowing what would be coming with that, I'd like the gantry there too. Yes. It's like they're whipping up a few things on the, I don't, on the I, don't, I just think they can just help deflect, you know, attention and give me a bit of, you know, <laughs> help. Um, now, one of my favourite lines of the night came up when Ben was talking about, you know, the complex nature of all of, of his first dish when he finally mm. remembered that he had a main to do. Yes. Um, I've got beef to cook. Well, he's got the beef and he's doing all that. And then he says, I'm doing tulip bulbs. And everyone goes, tulip, I, tulip. And then, and then you hear Benita just go, can you eat tulips? <laughs> Which is a, like a, it's like a, a genuine question. question. But it's just the way Benita asked it. I mean, Hamble would have asked the same question. Yeah, it was so Australian though. I fucking loved it. It was brilliant. You can imagine like 30 years ago, someone going, oh, can you eat a lychee? <laughs> What are these things? Are they grapes? That's what I thought a lychee was the first time I had it. Because it was peeled in jelly. That would have been a bit disappointing. It was because, like, you know when you go to these places as a kid and something looks really attractive as a dessert? So in the fridge at this, like, awesome Chinese restaurant, they have these jelly desserts. So I'm doing too many stories tonight. No. Um, And so I'd always order one and... Always be disappointed because of the lychee. You've got a very bad track record at Chinese restaurants grabbing something and finding out it's something else, don't you? <laughs> Look, just because one of our first dates involved me ordering tripe, thinking Ooh, it was fun noodles. noodles. Exactly. <laughs> and we had that experience the other night where, not for you, but with yeah. mum. <laughs> that's right. And she's like, oh, look at these noodles. And I'm like, mum, that's tripe. And she's like, See, oh, oh, no, it's not. Easy mistake to make. She's, like, she's a butcher's daughter. She should know better. Anyway, easy mistake to make. Moving on, Carly then had her big. <laughs> Carly then had her big moment. Yes, and much like our cats, just had their big moment there, which you just heard in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, Carly's big moment, and in, in the main course, was she burnt her prawn heads. Ugh. 
Now, we hadn't seen much of Carly up to this point in time. No, and Shannon just kept going to her, everything's going well. You know, whenever they came back to her, he goes, calm down, everything's fine, everything's sorted. And this is where we got what I refer to as dismissive supportive Shannon. Mm. Um, when she goes, I'm just doubting myself. I'm just doubting myself. And rather than the soft and caring response that you would expect, which is the, you know, oh, it's okay, yeah? You're a great chef, yeah? You're here, yeah? It's the final three, yeah? Yeah. Um, what we got instead from Shannon was, what do you mean you're doubting yourself? Just pull yourself together. And the thing is, he gave that to everyone tonight. Yep. He wasn't coddling anyone. Like, Ben here was coming down like a ton of bricks. Diana, he barely had to because she was just, like, like Diana is just so fucking good. Like, we've seen her just churn yeah. out shit like, no sweat. You know, but other was, people are. But he was highly supportive in the way that he did it. Mm-hmm. Because what he did, what I really liked about the way that he did it, though, is that, you know, if you are winning this competition and you are going to end up with a career in food, you can't have that attitude. You can't get to that point where you need to just sort of go, oh, uh, I don't know what I'm doing, and you need someone to stand over the top of you and go, oh, it's okay, it's okay. At this point of the competition, yeah, and especially in a service challenge, mm-hmm. the answer is played up. And I guess it would also come across as a bit of favouritism. Mm. If you were using that tack on someone, it could also come across as a bit sexist as well if you're using yeah, that. Yeah, but he did it, did it to everyone and did it beautifully in terms yeah. of the way he handled it. Mm. And and he did it again later on too when Carly was late with the plating up. And rather than what sometimes you get where it's, you know, come on, you can do this. We know you can do this. Shannon just stood there and very even-handedly, because he's running this like a competition, because it is, Shannon's just very even-handedly standing there going, Carly... I'm supposed to have four plates. And she's like, um, they're just five minutes. I'm, they're coming. And, and Shannon's like, no, Carly, four plates now. Yeah. Service, four plates. Mm-hmm. Where are they? And again, he wasn't being unfair and yeah. he did it to everybody. He was standing over the top of Ben at one point, almost yelling at him about what the hell do you think you're doing? You can't cook all this in time. I can't cook all this in time. Yeah. How long is that beef going to take? What are you doing? How why long haven't you, beetroot's going to take? Why haven't you started the beef? Are you yeah. sure you can cook the beetroot? And then when Ben said 45 minutes for the beetroot and he looked up and there was 50 minutes, he went, wow, um, that's the quantum not going to work. Okay, um, you're way behind. You yeah. are way behind. Um, but Ben then rose to the challenge and went, all right, I can't roast him, I'll pickle him. And he was a bit dubious about the flavour profile, but it worked. It seemed to work. Um, I also felt that some of the poor contestants up on the gantry. I thought you said pork contestants. Yeah. Well, Sarah was there. Sarah is a pork contestant. Um, she is. She works for Australian <laughs> Pork. But... Some of the poor contestants up there, it sounded like they were being, well, the ones who didn't really get much TV time, mm. had been given lines. <laughs> so they all got to say something. And yeah. some of them, it just sounded so unnatural coming out of their mouths. A bit like, again, the, 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 the comment of, can you eat your lips? You just hear, you just hear a few, like, papers rustling and going, you can do it, Ben. Think of your children. Think of the cauldron. Cauldron. <laughs> Kilderan. Cauldron. The cauldron. Um, and so Ben was way out of time. Mm. Way, way, way out of time. I don't know. They missed the whole bit where he caught up, though. They seem, they showed the real pressure bit, you know, the bit where you think he's going to throw in the towel yeah. and storm away. And that's the bit where, you know, it's like people on the gantry go, but I am Ben Ungerman. No, yeah. I am Ben Ungerman. But they didn't show him... Quite catching up, like I didn't see the galettes getting finished. I mean, it was the moment that when he, the moment when he pulled out the um, beef, the beef, yeah. and then cut the beef, and they did the whole. 
I'm worried it's not cooked. And he cuts it. And the second he cuts it, you look at it and go, that's absolutely perfect. I want that in my face, right. dude. That was at, Give looked, me the end bit. It looked absolutely perfect automatically. So, you know, you, you knew from that point onwards that he cooked it perfectly and, and it was probably going to be fine. Mm. But, yeah, you didn't really see the recovery. It was just like a one moment it was he was dead and the next moment it was like, oh, no, he's not. I'm blushing pink. So Diana started. Wagyu. <laughs> Mushrooms, greens, and grain, and it was they were the wagyu um, ribs. Nine components. The wagyu ribs, done. and they looked sensational. It's um, like she went through that with her shield and her sword, like, and you were ready for this. <laughs> and then you know the smoke clears, and she's like, "Have I done it?" And she looks around, and she's like, "All my components are done." Ready to plate. Yeah, they had a couple of those misleading yeah. moments where it's like, I go and I check and I look and then I realise, pause, I did everything. Yeah. <laughs> and then Ben did the same thing. I look at it and it looks great. Yeah. <laughs> and they did a few of those ones and you're like, oh, guys, the, the music cue guy didn't know what to do. He's hitting buttons. Yeah, no. <laughs> Happy, sad, confused. Question mark. Question mark. Question mark button. Um. <laughs> The editors did a brilliant job tonight, though, building the tension. Then Ben brought up his dish, and he had a million questions that he was asking about it. As he goes, I'm bringing it to the table, and there were all these questions are running Will through my head. Will the onion Why are up? there so many songs about rainbows? What's on the other side? Um, <laughs> all of those sorts of questions that he was asking himself as he brought the, the plate Who up. Who killed Monty Burns? Then he set fire to the onion skin. Whoa, onion skin. Set it on fire for Ben Ungerman. Nice work. Yeah. <laughs> Got a song for it. Boom Crash Opera would be very proud. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to do the galette, the best that Ben can get. No, you didn't. You said it then. Oh, so. There we go. His dish was called Tribute to Omar, which, again, is not really what you call descriptive. But. But that was his intent. He's describing the most what important his inspiration and was. the most important point of it was that the tulip bulbs oh, were winners. Yes, I like how Gary, George, and Matt were like, "Have you had one? No. Have you had one? No. Have you had one? No. I've never had one of these. Have you? No. Have you? Ooh, no. Come you? Try no. It. Doing it again. Yeah. Like you know what? I didn't know if that flavour would work, but that's amazing. Now I know why my grandparents kept their tulip bulbs in the bottom of the crisper. <laughs> and it wasn't to get them ready for planting. It's because I'm munching on them. And I can guarantee you we actually have a lot of our, our, our friends who are talking about it on Twitter tonight who will be down at Flower Power tomorrow <laughs> buying shout tulip bulbs. Shout out to bulbs. you, <laughs> Boom, shout out to you. Um, that down to Flower Power tomorrow, more tulip bulbs. <laughs> that um, is going to be hilarious. They're going to have all these people buying tulips. And like, There's not even tulips. Tulips aren't in season at the moment. Everyone's like... Don't care. But can do they have to use fresh ones or can they use the ones that come in the, the little packet? Are you thinking more like they can just go down and steal them out of people's front gardens? <laughs> Are you <laughs> suggesting that people commit theft of other people's front gardens and steal the bulbs? Because I am. I am now. I am. I'm calling for it right barrel now. barrel tulip festivals on shortly. <laughs> we can pop down there. From wherever we live. From wherever we live. Might be close. Might not be. Pick up now, your chill bulbs. Now, in that first dish, there's something else we have to mention with Gaston. It was brought to our attention that Gaston tonight, if you looked, played both the Omar card and the, the kids chill. card. Yeah. Now, someone pointed out, surely he's playing this card. You know, someone said about him playing the card, and my response was, yep, he's timed it to perfection. And the, and the question was, but surely he'll have to reuse those cards tomorrow night if he makes the grand final. He's got a wife card to play now. No, no, but the other thing, as I said, is that, that those cards work. It's a bit like Sarah's immunity pin. 
Uh. Sarah's immunity pin worked all the way up to finals week. Oh, it doesn't right? work for the grand final. The the playing the f- the child card or the distant relative or former, you know, re- the four Nathan yeah, card. The, the relative card, the Nathan card as we can call it. Playing the Nathan card doesn't work in the grand final. No. Right? Because the grand final. We don't give a shit about your grandma in this yeah, final. We it, want good food. You know, you can play that card all the way up to the final to get in. Yeah. And you've got to pick your right time to play it. And but, George and Gary are like, I can't eat your grandmother. Just give me <laughs> a fucking pizza. Or whatever you're cooking. Well, not, anyway, not on television. Any, you can't do that on television. No. And then, Carly, and then Carly had kind of... A massive meltdown. Mm, I felt sorry for I her. Felt, I felt sorry for oh. her, but by the same token, again, it's the semi-final. It's the service. It was the end of service. Yeah. And Shannon had his Marco moment, you know, where he was just yelling out, where's my crayfish? Where's my crayfish? More, <laughs> more you know, trolling of Mr. Pierre White. The trolling of, of Marco Pierre White. <laughs> Those <laughs> no bounds. And think about this, people, because... Marco Pierre White, not on MasterChef this year, is instead, yes, he's getting his own show on Seven, but he has to cook with Australian celebrities. <laughs> and when I say celebrities, I'm talking Sam Frost level. <laughs> That's what they're counting. And the Channel 7 publicity machine is talking her up. Even like that American show we've been watching lately has got Kyle XY on it. Oh, the, um, the, the America's Worst Cooks on, yes. on um, SBS Kendra. Food. Yeah, if, if, if you've not seen that, America's Worst Cooks on SBS Food. Um, it's it's addictive. It's got Rachel Ray and what's the face? It's got yeah, Rachel Ray's on there, and then they've got a whole pile of celebrities, and I use those term, that term quite incorrectly, yep. um, of people who can't cook. Um, and then they, they're coaching them through cooking. They had um, what's the face from, um, oh, you know, the, the one with the girls from the 1980s that were like, Four orphans living with that older woman. Facts of life. Facts of life. Was it Trudy? Yeah. Trudy from Facts of Life was there. It's it's a, it's a fascinating, fascinating show. And again, I don't know if fascinating is a good or a bad term for that. It's just a weird show. <laughs> anyway, so Carly has her meltdown. Shannon has his Marco moment. And again, he's he's firm with her. He doesn't no. pander to her. In fact, it's Diana that goes over and gives her a hug to which get her back nice. in the world, like which was good to see. Off. And then... The only issue I had all night with anything mm-hmm. was that Carly's dishes were late. Yes. But the judges didn't seem to be taking that into account. The no, judges it's, it's were just so penalizing. The judges were gushing about the dish. This tastes amazing. It's great. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. The flavors are amazing, which is fine. But if this is a service challenge and part of this is about plating up on time, there should yeah. be some mention of, but the dish is late. But there's all, all these other challenges, right? Where. You know, it's like hands off, you know, yep. like you, you know, you, you know, time's up, hands off. In service challenges, there's not a lot of that and there's not a lot of recourse for it. No, but by the same token, when you've got your, your service starts now and then yeah. your service doesn't happen for another X, Y or Z period of time because you're yeah. still cooking. Yeah. That's got to be taken into consideration. And it's, again, it's, it's subjective because... These challenges are also just based on not a score, but on a um, what, on on what the flavor is. What it brings me back. To, what it brings me back to is the consistency argument. We just want consistency. Yeah. Um, I mean, technically, you, tonight wasn't an elimination, and you can score for an elimination. If you don't want someone judged for something, mm. don't include it in the criteria. Yeah. You know, again, if if you don't want 
service to be part of it, then don't make the service part. You know, you've got to be on time. You know, yeah. you've got to, here's where you've got to serve. That's it. Um, but anyway, the dishes all for the first round went through pretty well. Yeah. Then we get on to the second. Now, mm-hmm. the second seemed to go fairly smoothly most of the way. Yeah. Um, for Diana, we know it did because we didn't see her. Um, <laughs> come back to Diana in a moment. Carly had the big drama. The syrup wasn't right. She didn't quite know what to do with it. She ran back in, grabbed some mandarins. Grabbed some more mandarins, which the flavour was already a bit sickly sweet, and and then she added more mandarin to something that was already mandarin heavy. But it worries me because, like, now, as we're sitting here watching MasterChef, now is mandarin season when you get them sweet, juicy, perfect, right? So this is before mandarin season, and, yes, it's citrus season, but citrus is usually the oranges. You know, yeah, those mandarins would have been, yeah. I, I just think they wouldn't have had the flavour that no. you were going for. Probably not. Um, Diana. We'll, we'll talk about Diana before we get to the, the Carly and Gaston judging. Mm. She's. We've been talking about it for weeks. And by talking about it, I mean vaguely. Just going, they should have sent Diana home saying... You've achieved all you can achieve. We can teach you no more. You're perfect. And our other comment that we've made almost every week now for about the last three weeks is they didn't really show Diana because she did it perfectly. Yep. That's been the problem for Diana is that Diana has actually been so damn consistently good in the last few weeks. There's been no drama. There's been no wild flailing. You've got to flail to get on camera. And and she hasn't been on anyone's radar for, like, in terms of the top two. Top three, yes. Top four, yes. Yep. But top two... Not being on people's radar, and particularly ours. Like, you know, I had her in maybe the top four. Yeah, I had her in four, four or five because yeah. I, I thought I always would get there. But um, when with Sarah going home, fucking, yeah, you thanks, know, Sarah. Any, anyone's up for it. Thanks, and Sarah. Um, as we saw tonight, Gaston and Diana. Yes, yeah, so Diana. Gaston and Wonder Woman. Diana's was, was brilliant. There's no story because it was just that good. Yeah. And you didn't even have to question it. You're like, okay, she's through. Yeah, oh, her right then pudding. Then Carly served it up. And, again, the mandarin syrup looked interesting. The the ice cream looked great. Mm. And then you know you're in trouble when Gary looks at it and goes, you know what I love? The look of it. it. Yeah, that's usually a big tell right there. Um, And they said that the ice cream was wonderful, but the mandarin sauce was bitter, didn't quite work, nothing balanced. Yeah. Then you knew that if Gaston managed to get his up and make it work, that it was over. Yeah. He, they gave the brief moment of how do you get the, the pumpkin get out of the tray up. without mashing it. And then they came um, back they're from they're screaming an, at the TV, get an egg flip for God's sake. And then they came back from the ad break and he got an egg flip and it all worked. Yes. And the second it all worked, and not only did it work, but it was coming out in the perfect shape that he needed. Oh, yeah. And the second he got it all on the plate, served it all up. I mean, the other thing was he magically did those biscuits that we didn't see. I know. He's like, he'd be talking about it. And I'm then gonna... the next part was, and now I need to crumb them. I'm like... When did you fucking bake them? When did you bake them enough so you could actually crumb them? Yeah. So he does all that. Um, Gary absolutely loved it. Yeah. As did everyone else. And the second that happened, it was over. And look, Carly knew it. Carly Carly knew when they started doing the appraisal and then when they said that to Carly and before they even got to the end, I'm sorry, bit, Carly went, yeah, I know. Yeah. Right, it was a bit like Tamara. Now, now speaking of which, I was, you know, waiting for the moment when Carly was given a giant, you know, Chinese dragon or chalkboard or some other farewell <laughs> gift. No, nothing. Um, I believe that's what we're doing now in, in um, MasterChef World. Where yeah, we're, we're giving little little gifts. We're giving big gifts out at the end. Um, we talked about that last episode. But it was, look, 
Carly did a great job all the way through. I did sort of say um, that I thought that Carly potentially had a slip up in her mm. before the final, just because she'd been so perfect all the way through that there was a chance that it would happen. Yeah, and Diana and Gaston have been in plenty of pressure tests. They've been yeah. in, and, and and I think you know a bit of that, you know, being forged in the fire of pressure tests is really well, what's the, them it's in the this. Elena thing. You know, last yeah. year where Elena had a couple of those early on, and then that sort of steadied her. Yeah, exactly. So the grand final is Gaston versus Diana. I mean, it's Ben versus, but who cares? It's Gaston versus Diana. Gaston we all know versus this. Diana Prince. There we go. <clears throat> there we go. So we're, we're mixing our characters. Um, just so I can use the Wonder Woman thing. Just saying. Cool. Just any. Okay. Case. Now, my take on it is that, I mean, look, everyone knows that I'd really, really, really like Gaston to win. Um, but I'm legitimately happy if Diana wins too. Like, legitimately. But Both of them deserve to be there. They, they, deserve, the, they deserve the final. Um, they both deserve the win. Like, Diana is just so meticulous with what she yeah. does. The way that I see it is that Diana is consistently very good to great. Yeah. Gaston has a big disaster in him, but... Hopefully not tomorrow night. But he has that in him. Yeah. But when he... Hits, he's got this extra gear, which is, like, outstanding. Yes. He has this ability to produce something that is just a take-your-breath-away-wow moment. Yeah. Well, you look at that um, 105 steps, you know, that he just <clears throat> took it to another level and smashed and it Hest- down the Heston park. Week and things like that. Yeah. And I think, for me, the reason why I give the edge to him is that I think he's got – there's far more risk of him – doing something and messing it up and, and losing it. But as we saw tonight, he's able to kind of think on the spot to yep. correct it. And fix it. Yeah. And and there's there's more chance of him doing something and having it get away from him, yep. but there's just as much chance of him then producing the most outstanding dish that anyone's ever seen and blowing it away. Exactly. I think Diana will be at an incredibly high level consistently. Yeah. I think that if he can keep close to her and then just produce something outstanding, he wins. That's the way I look at it. If there's no fucking ice cream from Gaston tomorrow night, he's dead to me. It's like, come on, dude. I don't know. I'd like him to win without one. I'd really like him to win without one. I'll have to shut up the naysayers. Yeah, I think that'd be good. Yeah. Um, I'd I'd love to see him win without needing ice cream to do it. Um, But again, if he uses one, he uses one. So be it. It's what's got him to the final. So... I think we've got two really outstanding chefs. Now, what we need to do before we go, there's yes. one other thing I need to, I need to do. Okay. Oh, yes. I need to read. It now, is Poetry Slam time, people. Poetry Slam Corner. Now, this is from a new poet, mm. although one who's been on the scene for a very, very fair, fair amount of time this she's, season. She's more well-known for her puns than she her poetry. She definitely is. So this is Ashes and Gels. Mm-hmm. <coughs> MasterChef, challenge of champions, trophy, wealth, fame, thousands watching, an unattainable goal for most. We watch as one by one, they fall by the wayside. Finally, in this golden week, one shall emerge victorious from the ashes, foams, gels and ice creams of the battleground that we have come to call the MasterChef Kitchen. And for those of us who cannot live by these mesmerising episodes alone, there is a saviour who dwells by the sink and watches, waits and dishes out. The washing up with Chris and Christy. He's Chris 
and she's Christy, and thus shall it ever be. Oh my gosh, I am... Thank I, you, Lisa Romano, for that wonderful oh, ode. Moved. I didn't expect, it, you know, us to be mentioned. It's all about... It's just beautiful. To go back to your early New Zealand reference. Yes. I've got chulls. They're multiplying. I've got chulls. I've got chulls up and down my spine. Oh, you're so, you've got so many chulls you need a chully bin. I do. It's choice, bro. <laughs> Thank you, Lisa, for that. Really yes, appreciate it. That's awesome. So, so tomorrow night. Yeah. Now, again, normally we don't do a Monday, we do a Tuesday, but obviously there's nothing on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So therefore, tomorrow night, after the grand final. Yes. We will be broadcasting the grand final episode for MasterChef 2017. I can't believe it's over. Neither it's can I. so close. Obviously, we are still very hopeful in the next few weeks of having a few more bits and pieces relating to MasterChef, but nothing confirmed yet. So just yeah. keep keep a listen out for that. But I'm really excited for this final. Me too. I can't like wait to get to it. Big Kev. You're like Big Kev, except you're breathing. Yes, I'm alive. You're alive and therefore <laughs> excited. <laughs> And on that note, it's time for us to end. I'm still Chris. I'm still Christy. And we'll catch you all tomorrow for the grand final. Ciao.